Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy and Lisa. Today is our Toast of the Art Show with artist Victoria Chick. Victoria is a contemporary figurative artist and an early 19th, 20th century print collector. Say that real fast. Um, She is based in Silver City, uh, which is in the southwest corner of New Mexico. And this is really a growing art community. It's pretty amazing. Uh, A lot of art galleries, and she is working on the development of the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center. So we always love to catch up with her about this project that's been in the making for a few years now. And she's working with an awesome team of people to make this come to life. So everyone go to Victoria's website. It is victoriachick.com. So welcome back, Victoria. How are you? Thank you, Lisa. I'm just doing great this afternoon and waiting for the rain to come to Silver City. Oh, this is cool. so you've you've had a little bit, right? A little bit of storm action and rain. Uh, so we're kind of at the tail end of the monsoon season for Silver City, right? Well, that's what I thought, but uh, it keeps coming in waves. And we did have a lot of rain about a week ago, and in fact, it nearly washed out a bridge on 180. Uh, wow. So that was pretty exciting. We we, we they wouldn't left traffic go across it for about a day because they had to do some emergency repair work. So that was very exciting because it cut off a lot of people from coming into town. Wow. That's, an, it's a, that's pretty amazing. I mean, going from the Southwest having a drought and I know, you know, there's still a drought situation, but it seems like there's been some rain even in California, which is great. Um, but it's, it's good to hear about rain, but hopefully everyone will stay safe while all of that is happening. I'm excited about today's topic, Alice Standish Buell, uh, talking about her. Uh, we've been talking about women in art over the last few months and, you know, highlighting these different women in art history. And, you know, even trying to Google Alice Standish Buell, your website comes up with her <laughs> information, but there's not a huge amount out there about her. And um, how do you find these women in art? I mean, it's you, you tend to find these women that really do need to have the light shone on them with with their you know their amazing careers well well as you know i've been collecting prints for a long time through through various mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, places some some of it i get on ebay some of it I, i've collected from going to garage sales some some uh very few I've, I've actually gone to galleries to get but over that course of that time i've always responded to the image and what how it strikes me. And so I, I, when I first started collecting, I knew nothing about most of these artists whose work I had. And when I retired, I started really investigating their, their lives and uh, how, what other things they did. And so it's been, a, it's been a learning experience and it's been not always easy to find information. So I have to have had to dig and uh, I've enjoyed that. Because um, because art history is one of my loves, but um, and when when you look when you're trying to find information, uh, sometimes it's, it's very sketchy, and that was in the case with Alice Standish Buell. Um, in fact, her te- one of the sites I visited listed her teacher Martin Lewis, and so I looked him up, and there was like scads of of information about Martin Lewis, 
um, <laughs> compared to compared to poor Alice Standish Buell. But um, it all fits together. It's, it's good. It's good to find out who who their their connections were, and then sometimes who they taught. And um, their lives are really to to me are very interesting. I, I I love finding out about these women because, you know, so much, you know, so much of our history was, you know, men at the time, you know, mm-hmm. what was especially like, you know, we think about the great impressionists of America, and, but there was a lot of women. And I know we've talked about that before on the show. And, and um, but I just, you know, there's museums. And I think that's kind of the, is that part of your spark to even have the museum too is there's these artists that should be showcased more i know you you can find alice stanish is in some museums in the country but um it's really important that we don't lose sight of their art obviously if you own a piece you're not going to lose sight of her but sometimes you forget the story behind the artist you know you're looking at the art but who 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 created it you know and i think that's where museums do a good job so is that part of it for you with the museum is not just the art, but sharing the story of the artist. Well, definitely. Um, one of the things museums do so well is they are educational. And when they do it, they mount an exhibition, they, there's a narrative that goes with it that tells you uh, more in depth, or maybe even something you didn't know at all about the artist that you're looking at. So, um, that was it. That's important, and um, that's something that museums in general do. I'm personally interested in it because I want to my collection, and I know other people who've given their collections to Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center are interested in leaving it for posterity. Um, it's not that we're getting a lot of credit for this or anything like that, but but we've. We've amassed collections that mean something to us as a body of work. And so it's good to have the, the knowledge that it's going to be in a museum and a curator is going to use it to educate people and to, to make to mount an ex- exhibition that people will really enjoy. Hmm. I, I think it's really important because, you know, now with computers and we're generating computer art and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that there's still artistic abilities that have to be there in order to create something artistic on a computer but um, there's a big change from what was and what is now and I think the more that we can save of what was highlights what is now like the difference and why the difference is there I mean it is part of history so I think it's really important that these pieces of art are protected and saved which is why we have museums I mean right otherwise we wouldn't know anything about our past actually. <laughs> that's we have our own family maybe and sometimes not even that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exhibition is important but Behind mm-hmm. that is preservation, and we right. do want to we do want to store these things when they're not on on ex, an exhibit and an actual exhibit. We want to keep them safe, and we want mm-hmm. to preserve them. So that is the other large um, mm-hmm. definition, really, of what a museum does. Mm-hmm. And and you know, going to Alice Standish Buell—that's a name, Standish 
It's not that standoffish. I'm standish. No, that would be her. I, 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 when I saw her name, I, I, no, I'm sorry. I wondered if she was related in the past to Miles Standish. It's exactly what I was going to say. I tried to find out, but I was not really successful because I, I oh. didn't give it enough time. But yes, the, the mm. name the name is familiar. Yeah. yeah. So mm, there's got to be And then Buell, that's, that's interesting too. You know, she's got a good name. I'm still, you know, dig into some, we have to get some genealogist involved on that. But but so she she was born in Illinois. So that that ties back to some of your, you know, history, your, your life, you know, going back into the Midwest, Ohio, Illinois. Um, and, you know, like I was saying, you know, a few months ago, well, it was maybe a year ago, we did a show on how Illinois just struck me because of the ice on the trees. And yes, we're going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fall, you know, there's something yeah. about these places that, you know, I was scared about. And now I'm like, you know what, I'm kind of, it's, it's, the four seasons. It's I don't cool. know what you know. It's inching up on me, Victoria, to to, to delve into these these climates. Um, but I am really uh, fascinated about the art that comes out of the Midwest, and then you know, and and they all end up in you know New Mexico with you, but <laughs> because of the light. But there is a there's just a fascination to me, and I wonder about that. You know, these artists coming out of the just like what happened? Why? Like what happened in the Midwest that made all these artists like? Well, I, I, <laughs> but you know what I mean, uh, right? There seems I, to I be do. A thing. I do. Yeah. Um, I think the Midwest is is discounted unfairly many times uh -huh. uh, by by coastal people. <laughs> but anyway, yes. uh, um, hmm. there there's a. I think um, from my experience. I've seen small towns in the Midwest. Their their whole community can be interested in art. Not that they're all doing it, but they're all supporting it, which is really important. Um, yeah. Um, it may possibly be because there's not that much other diversion. But I know in small towns, people the people that live in small towns or areas around small towns, particularly where there's a college. In the small town, those people are there's their homes are full of art, mm -hmm. visual art. Yeah, and I, mm -hmm. I always find that's interesting. They're more they they set aside money to buy pictures, or buy sculpture, or buy pottery. So mm -hmm. I find that wonderful and encouraging. Um, a lot of people get their start in the Midwest. They and you know you're sort of driven because if you want to be um, a, a success on a, on a certain level, you're sort of forced to go to a larger metropolitan area. And New York is certainly one of those. LA is one. Um, Chicago is one. And when you mentioned Midwest, it made me think about Oak Park, which is where Alice Standish Buell was born. And Oak Park figures as a town, figures in the biographies of many artists, and I find that interesting. Um, but uh, Frank Lloyd Wright did work in, in Oak Park, for instance. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's. Um, I don't. I don't say we're a hotbed in the Midwest, but I think we're definitely an incubation area of of fine art. 
it, it's interesting because she went from Oak Park um, and then she went to Oberlin College in Ohio. But in, in your on your website, on your article about her, you said that she's not even listed in the alumni. So I wonder if she left at a certain she point. Probably did. Pro- I believe she probably did. Um, it's not on, it's not unusual for people to start out in a college and not stay but uh she went to new york and she's she went to the art students league which was like the thing to do at the time um in the early part of the 20th century um that was one of the places where you could go and you your teachers were were already famous artists um it was difficult to show your work um like before before the 1950s i would say because there were not very many art galleries so mm-hmm. when you look at you look at a biography of somebody from that era you'll see that when they wanted to get recognized they would try to be part of get their work into an exposition like the like the um oh uh, Century of Progress exhibition that was in Chicago that would have been a big one for her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the 30s, and and that, that when you had your work in, a, in an exhibition like that, people from all over the world would see it. So you the World from, Fair, the World Fair, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, we should those were do pre- a show on the World Fair one day. Yeah. So, um, so that's what she did. But it, also to, in New York, she teamed up with the guy who was about 10 years older than her, who had come from Australia, who taught her to do etching. And his name was Martin Lewis. And um, he was really famous, <laughs> um, probably more famous than she was. Uh, not that he was any better, I don't think. But he, when you look at their work together, you can see how, he influenced her and what he what he taught her as far as technique of printmaking. And mm-hmm. um, their subjects tended to be a little bit different because he he did a lot of urban scenes, cities and so forth. She more or less focused on rural, rural scenes. Mm, and that's interesting because of being in the Midwest, the rural look, you know, right. um, the farms, you know. I mean, it is beautiful. So that's that's interesting. So she kind of maybe stuck to her roots of. Well, yeah, you paint what you know. Yeah, of course. She, yeah. she moved. She moved to, uh, gosh, Vermont, I think, and and she spent time in in Florida too. Both very rural areas. Mm. Um, and um, she spent a little bit of time in New York. I think she was so in, she was very much involved in the um, the business of art. And, su- mm. and supporting other artists, um, trying to kind of draw attention to, to all the all the artists. So she she worked in groups that that whose purpose that was, and so I think she spent a lot of time uh, in New York too. And when you say New York, do you mean mostly New York City or upstate New York? Because just recently yeah. we, we we went through upstate New York and. My God, it is drop dead gorgeous. It is. Yes. I mean, everybody would talk about this and the waterfalls and the, you know, the Erie Canal and all of the, and then we saw it and we're like, holy cow, are you kidding me? Upstate <laughs> New York is like meadows with wildflowers. Like, 
just like fields of mallow and hibiscus kind of rose mallowy beautiful like what the heck you know because whenever you say you know not you in specific i'm just saying think new york the first thing is we think of a city you know the city exactly upstate new york oh my gosh in connecticut i get it i get why weir was there i get it now i'm like i get it and (laughs) it's but yet you're going to have those really drastic four seasons and what blows my mind is how did they get how do the seasons work because it's so much work for nature like you're going to produce all this snow and then suddenly spring is there. But how do you go through all that that fast? You know, three months isn't long enough. I'm just saying. <laughs> so it's like, to me, I find it really fascinating about how these artists all and writers and, you know, but it's, it's, and all of these people just, you know, on Golden Pond. I'm like, dude, there's so many Golden Ponds. Yeah, know? that's what's so inspiring for mm-hmm. artists is all the change. I mean, if something's the same all the time, it's like you really got to search for something new to paint. You know, you have to you have to really dig deep for that. And, you know, when you're when you if you're painting nature and you've got seasonal changes, then, man, that's heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right there, you know, and, and it, it, it encompasses almost every emotion. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that living living in two rural areas w- was helpful to her, you know, because yeah. she she produced a wide range of, of prints that did depict more than one season. So, um, hmm. I, I mean, in Florida, you you don't have the seasonal thing. In, in Vermont, she def- she definitely did, and um, I think that um, her work, you know, shows shows that. Hmm. It, it's it's fascinating to me and then like what you were saying that she got in the business aspect realizing hey us artists need to do something that's something you know through the conversations over the years with you is really realized and then traveling has really put it together like yeah. there are areas like look at silver city where it just all these artists and writers and musicians like if you're gonna have art visual art you can have you're gonna have filmmakers come in you're gonna have musicians like all of a sudden everyone's coming to hang out with each other. Sometimes it's like in, you know, we always talk about Natchitoches, Louisiana, Melrose Plantation became a hub for artists. You know, that's where Clementine Hunter, the folk artist, you know, she, she, you know, came out of there. She was a field hand out there and was, well, she was surrounded by all these artists and writers and musicians, you know, they had. So to me, I think that's a fascinating thing about how artists do even though it's solitary we talk about that it's a solitary thing to paint but Mm -hmm. it seems to me that artists gather together and so it it sounds like she kind of used that to further art along so that people could be prosperous through the arts yes i mean i i think she really wanted to help the whole the whole i'll I'll call it a profession but Mm -hmm. um she knew these people as individuals, not just as a profession. So, yeah, I think she really was trying to um, lift her fellow artists up in, uh, in New York. Was she making enough of her on her own to be able to think she's lifting them up or was she lifting herself up too? I think she, I think she was, um, she was, she, she produced a prodigious amount of prints and um, I think she sold quite well. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't say that for a fact, but her work besides 
besides being in these expositions um, where people got to know her, uh, her work was purchased by the Whitney Museum. Uh, she was in the Met. She was in the National Gallery, or she still is, I mean, uh, her work is there. And um, she was recognized uh, by her fellows when she, in the, in the Philadelphia Printmakers Club. So um, that's, I think when you're recognized by your fellow artists, that's always one of the biggest compliments that you could ever get. Well, and I think especially as a woman back then, you had to work harder as usual. And so to, for her to kind of pick up the reins and say, okay, I'm going to make a change here right now. Like I'm going to make sure women are, are part of this too. So, you know, I think that you have to work together to, especially when you're doing something creative, you know, because you know, when you buy a piece of art or a piece of music or whatever that is artistic, it isn't something you're going to live in or eat. It's not a need, it's a want. That's true. Yeah, and so um, now some people will argue with it that they can't live without their pieces of art. That's cool. But um, (laughs) for most people, it's a want. It's yeah, I mean, a need, not a want. So I think it's harder. And back then, the marketing, um, having to start marketing your art in order to actually make a living as an artist, especially as a woman, I think yeah. that must have been incredibly difficult. Well, yeah, I think when you think about sales, I mean, so many people yeah. aren't sales people. I mean, exactly. I can't, I don't like talking about my own art, but I can talk yeah. all day about somebody else's art. So, yeah. uh, and I think, mm-hmm. I don't think that's atypical of artists. Uh, no. So, so um, because artists, generally speaking, aren't performers and they're generally working in sort of solitary and um, doing a lot of thinking, which isn't very mm-hmm. dynamic to watch somebody think, but there's a lot of thinking that goes into into your project or your your creation um, before you ever grab the clay or or pick up a brush. So, um, uh, well, I'm not sure where I was going with that, <laughs> but uh, it, anyway, um, it's difficult. And then yeah. if you, and then you go and put it on display and listen to everybody's critique of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody has an opinion. And yes, that's, that's well, for sure. There's a saying about that. That's a good thing. <laughs> but I, one one of the things that that uh, strikes me when I look at her list of uh, I don't say accomplishments because these were chosen by somebody else um, about her, but she has work in the Library of Congress. Yes, and she has she. Her work is in the collection of the Art Students League, which is good. But I mm-hmm. think that the one that strikes me is that the National Museum for Women in the Arts want, want her to be represented in their collection. And I find that um, that's cool. a strong reason to think mm-hmm. that she not only was a good artist, but that she was working for artists. Mm-hmm. And they, they obviously thought she was because of her 
sex and so forth, they see her as a representative of, of women. women in the arts. Well, and I her, love this. It's, it's her dedication yes. to it. You know, that, that she wasn't just, oh, I, yes. I'll paint on my time off. But her time frame, you've got to think at her time, of, you know, you've got to think, you know, World War II. Think about it, right? Yeah. What she was living through. I mean, she was born in 1892, died in, in 64, was it? Um, 62. 62. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, well, you know, it. she obviously was, you know, in her prime in the, the what, 30s, 40s? And you've got to think uh, about the world she, wars. She went through that. She was, she was, she was producing into the fifties. I, at least I know mm-hmm. the twenties to the fifties were the world were when she was most productive. And mm-hmm. you've got to think what was going on in the world. I mean, right now we're looking at that with the queen, right. Having just passed. Right. Uh, and we're looking at her legacy is and whether or not you like mm-hmm. the Royal family thing or not, or those kind of monarchy kind of rules. That's a, that's a system, right? So we can either like the system or not. But Queen Elizabeth II, she did a lot. I mean, she rode motorcycles. Mm-hmm. She was served in World War II. She did a lot. I mean, as a woman, you've got to look at her and go, she was impressive. And she ruled for a very long time. And, and when longer you look than at, anybody else. Right. And you've got to think about these women that um, were productive outside of, you know, Hey, you, you're you're the housewife, and you will make me dinner by nine o'clock or seven o'clock. <laughs> or what, you know, because if you think about those eras, right, where women were not necessarily viewed as being profitable in things, you, you know what I mean? It was just that era. Yeah, but at the same time, we had you know pioneers like Amelia Earhart, and so we had a lot of women who kicked ass. But at mm-hmm. the same time, the I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to picture Nashville. Liz kicking ass, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It, the, the global yes. and national way women were supposed to be was not what was going on, and the arts have always been right. the prod. The arts have always mm-hmm. gone. No, we need to do it this way, or you know, screw you on this. And so, women in the arts—that's a huge deal. I mean, and still is to this day about that freedom that art um, has about you know. Right, all it's, kinds of things. It's solitary, but it's inclusive. Right? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Is and really, it, and, it, and it, it's a real. That's a tightrope, and it knows you know, the system overboard. See, that's you, the thing. <laughs> you know, other artists, male male artists, have always been supportive in, in, of female artists. I mean, mm-hmm. barring barring certain barring certain personality disorders. Right. Yes. But <laughs> in general. However, however, it's the it's the outside the artist, uh, <laughs> I'll say, uh, community community mm-hmm. because they, they did support each other. They did encourage each other because good art is good art, and they recognized it. Mm-hmm. But but sometimes outside that, you're dependent on art hangers on, like you're dependent on museum curators, or you're dependent on somebody who's a museum or art art writer or you're dependent mm-hmm. on somebody else. And that's where that's where I think um, the recognition for women in the arts has always been spotty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the United States, we'll just leave it to, leave it to the United States right now. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Don't, don't you want to go home and embroider something? <laughs> hey, listen, there, there's there's yeah. talent in I that think, too. I think I'll I think I'll do a sampler based on that. <laughs> I know that would wouldn't it be funny to do a whole painting as a piece of embroidery? Yeah, yeah. Well, so so <laughs> so anyway, I um I um I appreciate my fellow artists whether mm -hmm. they be men or women. And I think most of the people in the arts, whether they're whatever kind of art they're involved with, do appreciate mm -hmm. their fellow artists, no matter what um, what they do. I, I, mean, I really agree with you. They're really producing. They don't even really in like music. <laughs> yeah, because, because you're putting yourself out there yeah. against mm -hmm. the ordinary, against the regular routine. Right. You're wearing your heart on the sleeve sometimes where people go, that's outlandish. And you're like, yeah, that's supposed to be. But you're putting yourself out there whether right. or not you're quiet about it. You're putting that painting goes out, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's an etching, maybe it's a piece of music. It could be fashion. Like that's a whole other world. Jesus. Some of the stuff yep. that you see on a runway, you go like, what? Like, Who's going to wear that? But it is like this whole other art form that is cool to see, though. Like with right. people on the on the runway wearing these, like, can you swim in it? I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> you know, that's. But it's an art form, and I like looking at it because it's like, wow, okay, it's that's fun. a whole other thing. Like hair. Look at what people do with hair. You know, so it, it, there's. But artists do support each other because you know you're going out on your limb, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I don't care if yeah. you're painting a rural painting of a beautiful farm and a barn and. You know, it looks, you know, you're still putting yourself out there because, you know, someone's going to have an opinion. And the whole point is that you should have an opinion, you know, or yeah. a feeling or an emotion, you know. Right. So it's, yeah. uh, I think artists got dealt a kind of a bad deal when the term starving artist came about. And I don't think that applies just to painting. I think it applies to all art forms, actors and yeah. musicians and everything when people I don't know where the saying came from the starving artist because a you lot know, of people not... did starve as artists because well, they didn't... I know but but that that Ooh. saying just did a lot of harm you know what yeah. I think that's a whole other show yeah. I think so because because think about it when you going mm -hmm. back to the kings and queens they used to pay for that they the artists would you know there was like that whole Royal. Well, I think you lived thing. at the palace, mm -hmm. and like, if you were like, oh, what were the people who performed in from the king of the, the jesters? Queen? Yeah, the, the jesters, jesters. Yes, court jesters. But so you maybe you would have a patron of the arts, which yeah. But are you free to do what you really want? What if you wanted to paint something know. that showed the king on the toilet or something? <laughs> You, you know, know, I doubt. I, just, I really think you wouldn't do that. You'd be beheaded. See, but then you're not freedom of art. <laughs> sorry, well, we always go down the toilet. I'm sorry. Is that really art? <laughs> that you're you're bringing up you're bringing up some interesting interesting thoughts here. It's causing my mind just to nearly uh, short out. Yeah, <laughs> because because I I just saw I just saw. A, a documentary about uh, Turner, mm -hmm. the watercolorist J.M.W. Turner, who was a British art, British watercolorist, who was a, and I was only familiar with his really creative stuff, um, where he was, you know, painting painting the 
London like it was in a fog, and he did these beautiful colors in it, and everything, the loose brushwork, and and he was painting it really as he saw it. But prior to that, he had done conventional seascapes uh, with boat with boats and and real uh, tight detail and so forth. Well, he had he had an exhibition of his of his new work, and. Um, it was it was you know hyped up because everybody liked his old work and so they wanted to see what was new. Well, the Queen Queen Victoria came to it, and she did not like it. Prior to that, everybody loved his new work. They just thought it was wonderful. But when she was making derogatory comments about how messy it was and so forth, everybody turned against him. And I say, but everybody's too general a term, but all the critics, all the people who were sycophants <laughs> to the queen, you know, mm, yeah. the, the minor royalty and so forth, they all turned against him. And so he actually died in, in poverty. Mm -hmm. so, but wow. it's, yeah, I mean, and, people, and it's certain, funny. Certain, yeah, certain people have so much power when they, when they express their opinion. And they're certainly, yeah. you know, certainly okay to do that. They have every right, but we should learn not to, we should learn to form our own opinions. Well, exactly. I was going to say that because it's not that they have, that they're, they have a, they're stronger. It's right. just, you know, pick up, just put on your big girl or big boy shoes. Come on, people. <laughs> put on your big girl pants, as the key Yeah, says come on. Song. It's being nice. Put on your big you girl know? pants. Yeah, that's what just, she says. Make up your own mind about what you like and what you don't like. And then once you decide, oh, I like this and I don't like that, just strive to educate. And then you'll find you, yourself morphing yeah. in something else and oh, seeing appreciation in other things you thought you didn't like. But this is about influence, right? And art and the mm. the society, the the you know, social butterflies and those oh, that, that's a say, whole other thing. I can't say that Queen Elizabeth was trying to influence everybody else, but but she did. It couldn't be helped just because of who she was. Just because I, of who she was. And because really, so many other people, yeah. I just really hate no... that word, influencers. Yeah. But I that's hate but the way it's even used now we're, today. we're dealing with the influencers. Yeah. No, stop it. Well, see, but we're dealing with that, <laughs> and it's it. always been that way. It's like stop it. it it's it is a very interesting <laughs> thing in the art world. Is like if so and so I'm likes your music, then everybody needs to go and like that music. You know, and I I no. think that um, the more we get into that mode, then the the, we are art is supposed to give you that personal thought person you know that expression it's and art is yeah we're losing that if we're always oh yes. just if so-and-so does this i'm gonna do it too care. we'll go it's the same saying are you gonna jump off the bridge because the other person did if the influencer so all, jumped yeah, off the bridge i mean oh the colors of this of you know this year are green and pink so everybody must have a green and pink sofa no thank you very much and good night Stop it! Just but, but, no, but isn't that it. isn't that about art though? <laughs> Victoria is, I mean, it's interesting because I, I just think about all the conversations we've had over the years. Of okay, so now here comes the impressionist because so and so and everybody's like, ooh, this is a whole new technique. Yeah. So cool. when you think about the development of art styles, that's a cool thing. 
I mean, like music suddenly, oh, now we have this style of music, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's cool. That's a new creative thing that everybody can get on and, and do it as they want or not want. Right. But I think it's interesting about art um, because it is again about being original. And I always go back to that time when we you know met up with you in silver city we were doing the eight keys of excellence and you're just like integrity the first key of excellence you're like art is integrity if you don't have mm -hmm. integrity you don't have art kind of like you it was like a i don't think you even had 30 seconds of what you said you just like that's it it's like <laughs> you have to wear you have to be 100 percent real mm -hmm. you know yeah. um and i think that's the thing now we've always had influencers in some way whether it's the society column and the social butterflies or now the Instagram kings and queens who, hey, let me take a photo next to the bison in Yellowstone. Oopsie, I died. You know, uh, but excuse you me, know, so we have that. Mr. But, but, bison, could you move over two but, inches? But, but if you think about it, Alice, right, I'm going back to her. You've got to think about her knowing, oh, this is an important newspaper person always covers art or someone who supports the art so there's always been that you know the influencer that you do want I mean that's just isn't that kind of how human beings are in a way like we kind of well we're herd animals a lot of us <laughs> well I think yeah there's there are a lot of uh -oh. people who are are unsure of themselves in certain areas they might be they might be the CEO CEO of a corporation, but they don't know. Let's just say they don't know anything about visual art or or music or maybe they maybe they've never seen poetry or whatever whatever. Mm. And uh, so they'll make some comment and and somebody you know quite a few people will accept that as gospel, and uh, form their, and they haven't formed their opinion. They're just going along. With, with what somebody they respect thinks. And I mean, we're never going to stop that. It's just, yeah. it's, I think Nancy's right. It's just been around. And, <laughs> but the but, whole point so, of art uh, is to make you have your own reaction to it and your own ideas. Right. That's right. the whole point. And, and whatever, whatever that reaction is, is, is fine. It's fine. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to make the artist feel good. Mm. No, but you shouldn't be mean and rude. Yeah, <laughs> no. Don't let them starve. Yeah. But Please that's why the, star, the starving, yeah. we're, we're going to have to do a whole show on the starving artist. In fact, I I, I've, I've, I've developed this whole thing in my head already on it. But I, I wanted to go uh, back We need to, to find Alice. out who the original starving Yeah, you said it in the beginning. No, this is great it's, because it's even for musicians. And yeah. some musicians, they wanted it Actors, part of their musicians. story. There's there are no, bands that they need they did it on purpose. They didn't go home to mama and you know, they did it. Like I know musicians that basically use the light bulb to heat their canned soup kind of thing, you know. That's not really possible, is it? But they did. <laughs> I have no so, idea. <laughs> no, they want that story too. So there's so many avenues. We'll we'll have to do another show on that because that that is just too delicious, you know, not the soup. Mm -hmm. Uh, not the cold soup in a can, but because um, that's just not, no. But, no. you know, we have to do a, a thing on that. But I want to go back to her. Was she married? Do you, do you have any, like, you know, gossip about 
Like, was Alice married? Did she have kids? Because no, no, I mean this in a way because it's interesting, you know, just to know who she who she was on on that side because she. It It, seems like she was kind of quiet. And and I did, I did look, I did, I did research a number of places, and I could find no record of her having married. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if her last name was Standish or it was her middle name, and Buell was her was her family name so yeah uh, because there were many buells um that came over on the mayfair flower along with the standishes <laughs> so oh, you know well, well. and they settled they settled in the same area i would so think standish be, would be her mother's last name yeah. and yeah would be but we her don't father's we don't know I'm sorry, Lisa. <laughs> I, but I want to know. I'm being like a baby now. I want to know. So it's interesting. I mean, do you think that, okay, I'm just going to put this out there. Do you think that it's possible that when those kind of things aren't documented, when she was pretty much prominent, right, leading up mm-hmm. art groups, trying to get things made, that maybe she was gay and then it's hush-hush? Oh, And that's why you're not uh, hearing anything? No, no. <laughs> I'm just well, wondering. I have no I'm, idea. I'm, I have, I have, I'm just wondering because at that time, maybe it was a no-no or maybe it was fine. I don't know, depending on where. No, but maybe was, at that time frame, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure people of various proclivities have existed for, for, <laughs> for millennia. But I, I saw nothing in her, uh, anything written about her that would indicate one way or another um, you know <laughs> where she stood on the sex question. <laughs> Maybe she's so, just like me, who just doesn't care. No, but if, she just said, "Screw it, I'm taking my art, and I don't care about any of that stuff." <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and her art, her artwork, her artwork didn't reflect anything other than landscape that I that of the ones yeah, that I that would. So, I but if you if you just Google her name, um, it comes up. She married Josiah Bradley Buell on October 27th, October 1917. Okay, now where did you find that one? Because Wikipedia didn't have that. Um, it's on Family Search. I don't know if this is the right one, but I just. Oh, okay. Uh, Alice okay. Dan. Okay. Okay. Um, we just, I don't know, but I, that could be a totally different person. Well, um, well, it should have the birth dates or, or the location. But anyway, that may answer your question. Yeah. Oh, so I'm just asking because when it's when you don't find any of like that kind of thing, you wonder if they hit it. You know what I mean? That's that's because of the way the world is, you know. So I'm just, you know, wondering about that. But I, you know, I don't think it's the same person. Oh, so there you go. No, but I'm 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 going to ask Lynn, our English correspondent, about the last name Standish and Buell and see what he can dig up too, because he might have some. Mm history on his side because that does sound like a british kind of name to me yeah they were they were british yeah they were they were mayflower arrivals oh i'll 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 ask him because he he may know stuff that we don't know because yeah he often knows stuff that nancy and i don't know (laughs) that's a specialty like most people way more so that's cool but we'll i'll ask him about that and and see what we can do but let's do i want to do something on starving artists where did that whole thing start and you know i think it'd be great and because it it's fascinating it's definitely fascinating but i'm glad you always bring up these artists and and women uh everyone stay tuned for 
our upcoming uh, Celebrate the Arts magazine, where you'll uh, see all of these interviews we've done over the last year with Victoria about these women in the arts. We're very excited about it. So mm -hmm. uh, stay tuned. If you go to blendradioandtv.com, you can sign up for our newsletter there and uh, get our weekly magazines because we're weekly now. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Yes. It is exciting. It is exciting. Yes. We're weekly. We're weekly with a different magazine and a themed issue every single week. So maybe, maybe we should name the magazine the starving artist <laughs> i know it'd, it'd be cool i feel like somebody should have like a ramen noodle pack like you know in college yeah. you know the starving college student <laughs> the ramen noodles or like this can of spaghetti like the starving artist spaghetti some somebody has to do something with that i think you're right everyone keep up with victoria victoriachick.com you can view her work there and of course, keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Victoria's here every third Saturday. She puts up with us. Like, yes, I, I don't know does. how she does, but she does. So thank you so much, Victoria. <laughs> You're more than welcome. And we'll talk to you next month. Absolutely. Cool.